Before we get to the podcast this week, don't forget about our friends over at the ESPN Daily. Wherever it is you get podcasts, make sure you check out the ESPN Daily. Everything that's going on in sports every single day delivered right to your phone. Wherever you get podcasts, the ESPN Daily. Yes, sir, we promised you a great man right here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. Today is not really a podcast. We we did not have time schedule-wise this week. Uh, Stack Guy is, was traveling this weekend. Um, I was traveling home for the Jewish holiday. and was just super crazy. And we were going to take the whole week. Um, and then I thought, why not just do a Rosh Hashanah sit and chat with Dipperstein, who's at home at his parents' home. I'm at my parents' home. It's Rosh Hashanah. We should just do a Rosh Hashanah davening a Jace conversation podcast. What are your thoughts? I have, I have apples and honey running down my face. I have there's <laughs> honey dripping and dripping. <laughs> there's, oh, by the way, are you more of an apple and honey or a challah and honey kind of guy, honestly? I'd have never in 33 years of life, dipped challah in honey. Oh, you're missing out galore. Let me tell you, I, I, I consider challah at this point, I, in my opinion, challah is the highest level of bread. I, 100%. It's bread plus. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's that at this point in sourdough. But if I had to pick one, yeah, it would be challah. I agree. It's I agree. such a crazy good when you have a good challah. Oh, my. It's the highest level of bread. I, it, it, it is the highest level. I don't think there is a better bread than a great challah. I couldn't agree with you. Now, listen, there is generic bad challah that's, like, dry and thin, and it's just not special. But when you get, like, a sticky, you're tearing and tearing. Yeah, you're, and yeah, you're ripping it to bread. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is. I recommend anyone who's not Jewish and is listening to the podcast but, like, has access to to like a, a Jewish deli or just a deli that has lots of bread, try a sandwich on challah. Ask them if they'll give you the sandwich on challah. Beg them. Beg, beg them, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, turkey. Give me turkey on challah, please. It's so, it's, have you ever had, have you ever had like a post Thanksgiving sandwich on challah where you take like the turkey and the mayo and on the challah bread? It's, of course, of course. I would, it would be um, something that I would eat when my, you know, in elementary school or whatever, when, when, when my, my father was making lunch for me, it would always, there would always be like some hollow left over. And oh. then, you know, for those few days, you'd have it after the Jewish holiday. 
I'll tell you. I'll tell you yeah, the bread of the no, it's the bread of the cinch. It is the bread of the cinch, and um, I, you know, uh, the other thing that I love during this time of year, I, I always eat is the uh, the rainbow cookie. The rainbow. Oh, I mean, I love. Uh, I mean, it's the highest. It's what, what is, is it? it? I mean, what is I, that? There's there's jelly in there. There's chocolate on the outside. It's multiple colors. But it's what is what is the flavor I'm even tasting? What sometimes there is no jelly and it still tastes like the jelly. I know, I know, I don't, I don't understand what's happening with the rainbow cookies. And how many different places make the rainbow? Because I believe it's the same place. I believe there's one rainbow cookie factory making it for the whole country. Do you think there's just one guy? Yep. That you gotta go to. You gotta go to Abe. Let me let me ask you a question. Do you think Retribution is making these cookies? Is that who they are? Uh, if we find out that the whole story behind Retribution is that they're trying to infiltrate catering to start having rainbow cookies. Because <laughs> I'll tell you right now, we're, we're having a lot of – I haven't talked about this, and I, I don't want to speak at a school and, you know, have anyone in WWE get upset. But I'm going to take a step out here. This is dangerous. A dangerous – Dip might call me after the podcast and say, we can't put it out. It's, it's too risky. The cookies in the post-COVID era, the cookie situation in catering is a bit of an issue. We There's some. We, we can't talk about this. This is too. This is too much. It's too much. They don't deserve to know this. Do you? They're think- putting. They're. They're into. It's sad because the cookie situation was generally so great, and now in order to serve the cookies and the desserts, you've seen it. They used to just have full cakes, five or six monstrous yeah. cakes. Yeah. No, no cakes anymore. And now all the cookies are just individually wrapped in plastic bags. It's not right. It's not right. The whole fun is to go to catering and touch all the cookies before you you choose one. (laughs) And and to breathe on the cakes. Oh, yeah, you breathe and cough and sneeze all over the place in catering, and then you choose what you'd like. (laughs) So now you can't breathe and, and, and cough on the cakes. And the cookies, you know, you have to get in there early because they have these three, the two or three packs. It's a little Ziploc with two or three chocolate chip cookies, homemade wow. in the in the oh yeah in the Ziploc. But you got to get it, and then you walk around. I walk around and eat it. I schmai and I eat the cookies. Yeah. By the way, you're a big catering schmai grazing. Cow. Oh, I um, am grazing and grazing, and when the and when the sting and touching and I, I know. And, you- and when I and when I'm done with my work, I go back to catering to see what's left. I I make a new plate. I go for iced coffee two or three times. They have the best iced coffee accoutrement you could ever dream of. Every sort of creamer, every sort of milk. I, it's I the greatest thing about the WWE. <laughs> I, put, I put whipped cream in my iced coffee. Oh, That's you're, what I'm doing. You're putting meatballs in the iced coffee. Oh, look at that chicken leg. Oh, let me dunk that in the iced coffee. You're going and going and going. I, 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 by the way, I'll challenge AEW to a catering battle with WWE any day of the week. No what chance they have better AEW catering. AEW even has in its catering schmork. Well, I mean, for Jake the Snake, they have a full bar. Oh, my. I'm sorry. That, that is inappropriate. I'm kidding. Oh, no. Um, I don't know what – I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't believe they're competing at the same level, though. Do you think they have the big crock pots filled, filled with, with meatballs and fun things that WWE has? No chance. No, I, I really feel – and I'm glad, I'm glad Greg is not here because I don't even know if Greg's ever been to catering, but I know he'd fight ardently on behalf of WWE's catering. Um, oh. There'd be no so what did you, retribution to eat any catering if Greg was there. 
Um, so, so I'm trying to think if there's any outside stories this week that I need to mention from the news. I don't think there's a lot of news this week. Actually. Here, how's this for an outside story? You know what? This is this is the appropriate news to talk about. Dipperstein last night randomly out of the blue. Just, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died. The chat is 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 sad. People, the Jew World Order is obviously disturbed about losing one of the great Americans of all time. And everyone is SGG, I think, is real as a lawyer, particularly floored by the loss of, of RBG. And Dipperstein, out of the blue, the clear blue sky, just says, Have you guys ever seen this? And sends us a picture that I'm going to post on my social media. Dip, you should put on yours at some point. Sure. A picture of a, I'm guessing, what, five-year-old? No, I am uh, eight. About eight. Well, that, that makes sense that eight-year-old Dipperstein looks like a five-year-old normal human being. <laughs> Standing at perfect crotch level with Owen heart yeah i it is the highest level photo i maybe i've ever seen yeah it's gorgeous can i see it again can you hold it up for a bit man owen is owen by the way looks great yeah yeah he's wearing a backwards hat and a t-shirt what's on the t-shirt um it's a t-shirt that says physical connection fitness center with its logo. I don't know where that was, but I will tell you the story behind this picture, which I may have told. On, I'd like to see it again while you're talking. Go ahead. On the pod, I, I may have told this on the, the story on the pod before, um, but I was at a house show um, in 1994. So that would have made me seven. Okay. So this was 94 oh and 95, I would say. So I was seven or eight. So by the way, by, and by the way, the moment of Owen's career. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. This was this. Was I mean, Owen. this is prime Brett and Owen time. Yeah, that that's when this was for sure. It might have been a little bit after that, um, but you know, I was at a house show, and uh, a friend of ours, um, my uh, my friend Sean Casper, his mother um, worked for Fashion Bug, and she she got a quick us- quick aside. Quick aside. At this time, yeah. we didn't know what a house show was. It was called just going to the wrestling. Wait, exactly. You're you going to go to the wrestling? I didn't know if it was televised or not. I, I didn't know. I didn't care. No one but, um, but we But I never missed a house show at that time in my life. And uh, we went, I went with my friends and we sat, um, we sat up in one of the sky boxes and my, you know, my parents were there and everything. And um, I didn't, you know, we didn't know what sky box we were in. We were just up there at the spectrum and we went to uh we were able to get this box from my friend's mom and we we went up there and and you know we're watching or whatever and my mother was i see my mother whisper to my father i remember this vividly by the way was there food in the box or was, it was empty it was dark no it wasn't like in those days like the spectrum didn't have a like boxes like that there might have been like a little kitchenette but that was it there was a kitchen okay <laughs> a kitchenette and some seats got it okay. yeah and um my mother whispered my father and I, and I, and I see my father like, go, Oh my, Oh my God. And my mother like says, Brian, I look to your left and sitting next to us in the box 
in like your in box and the next box. No, in our box. Like, I don't know. It was like there was – at that time, there was, like, no separation in between the seats at the Spectrum. That, but that's what I'm saying. So, the, But the seats and boxes, sometimes they connect to the seats in the box next to you. They're they right next to each to the, other. Yeah. Right. But they're not, the, you're not in the same section, but you can lean right over. But we shared the same kitchenette. We shared the same kitchenette? Okay. So I look to my left and sitting like four seats away is Razor, Diesel, One, Two, Three Kid, and um, uh, uh, Owen, Alundra Blaze. And like a couple of others. And I literally just burst into tears. <laughs> Hysterical crying. I, I, I couldn't even, I, but my heart was pounding out of my chest to the point of like heart attack level. I was hyperventilating. And as you can see. <laughs> Which by the way, dip, dip, this is the exact same thing, almost verbatim that Dip did the first time I brought him backstage at WWE. <laughs> It's true. It's damn true. So, <laughs> so this was Ted. This was Ted when he saw Pat Patterson before WrestleMania. Yeah. No, this was a different level. So I'm sitting, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seven, eight years old. And I had, I can think about it now. I, I remember this whole scenario so vividly in my mind. In this picture, you can see me, I'm wearing the razor necklace with the gold razor blade on it. At this point, I am such a razor fan. My whole life revolved around imitating razor. This was the, at the point where he was still doing the promos or whatever. Like, this was like formation of the click. Like, you know, I didn't know that back then. But it was such an ordeal um, for me to see Razor. And my mother walks up to these people, walks up to Razor. and Diesel. Real quick, I need, I need some math real quick. Mm -hmm. How old is your mom at this time? My mom, you're only seven. My mom at this time was um, probably my my mom was my age. My mom was 34. Oh, 35. yeah. So she's, she's in prime time. 34, 35. Oh, yeah. She's a beautiful woman. She still is. And, um, and she walks up to Razor and Diesel and everybody and goes, guys, if you can look over there, my son is, is having a heart attack. <laughs> you is must... that what she said? Is yeah. that what she said? Like, yeah. Something like that. You must, you must, you know, please let my son meet you and take pictures with you. And they were, they looked over at me and they saw what was going on and they were so nice beyond belief. They saw, I had at the time, I had the calendar of the year and whatever I had, you know, they all took pictures with me. I have all the pictures. They're all somewhere. And um, they all took pictures with me one by one. Razor, Diesel. I have the picture with Alundra Blaze somewhere. Um, this was the Owen pick. And it was just, they were amazing. It was, this was like, you know, my prime, prime wrestling days of, of wow. being a young fan. And I, I, it was one of the greatest moments of my life. It was the greatest Confirmed. moment at that point, at that time. And it's still, and I would say it's still got to be top five, top five to ten. I'll never, and they all like walked down into the kitchenette and took pictures with me. I remember this, this, Owen, the Alundra Blaze pick, pick was right in the crowd. She just took the picture with me right in the crowd and everyone was staring and everything. It was like a whole thing. Because but, you guys were kind of above, you guys were kind of above the regular seats, right? Yeah, yeah. So not so so everybody else didn't have access to them. You guys did because you were right next to them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, that was unbelievable. Did did any of them try to have sex with your mother? <laughs> I'm sure they all wanted to. 
but no one but but as but as far as you know no one physically tried no my father was there and would, you, would your father do you think if, if if razor had said like really tried to come on to your mother mm-hmm. do you think your father would have done something he definitely would have stood up to him he yeah. would have yeah he was a very fit guy at the time and now if razor then had fought your father whose side are you on oh, that's easy <laughs> I would have I would have thrown a toothpick right in my father's face. <laughs> a razor's edge to your dad right in the kitchenette. <laughs> um, anyway, that is a, that is a great story, and the picture is uh it's incredible. Yum, and I'm wearing an Undertaker shirt too, an Undertaker, uh, you know, a beautiful Undertaker shirt that I definitely still have somewhere. I don't know. I have to figure out the first. I don't remember meeting a celebrity as a child. I, I really have to remember the first time. I never got close to a wrestler ever in my prime era of wrestling. I don't know. I might have, I might have come. I totally understand. I was a little kid to see like a cartoon character in real life would make you freak out. I mean, it makes us freak out to this day. So, Yeah. I mean, um, I remember prior, I met, uh, I have pictures of this too. I don't have pictures of me with them, but I have pictures of them like signing things for me. The first I've seen wrestler, those. Yeah, the first wrestlers I ever met were Warrior, Elizabeth, and, uh, and Mike in Atlantic City. And that was when I was four years old, five. But you're so little then. I mean, do you, do you really remember that or just see the pictures? I remember it a little bit. I remember it a little bit. I mean, I remember seeing Warrior and just going, I can't believe I'm in the same room as the Ultimate Warrior. I, you think you verbalized it that way at four years old? Yeah, I, I said to my mother, do you see what's going on here? Do you see the ultimate warrior right here? He's right there. <laughs> I'm quelling. This was, 90, Elizabeth- this was ni- 91. I was four. This was right. Wow. This was prior to uh, their match at Mania, Mania 7. Maybe this will inspire a mailbag, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com, of the audience telling us and showing us pictures of their little kid memories with the all time with with superstars i wish i had one i don't i don't have any yeah i heard stories but i i never i i, I wish i wish i'm trying I, I the first time i remember seeing I, the first time i remember seeing a celebrity when i was when my brother was like 12 so i would have been eight or so i saw malcolm jamal warner at the airport during the prime cosby show uh the end of the cosby show run <laughs> he blew my brother off wouldn't sign an autograph that is a terrible repug. Um, I, I, I met the I met the Oriole bird. That that doesn't really count as. A oh, he was a great guy. <laughs> Actually, funny story. My dad's friend at the time got into a fight with the Oriole bird. This is so bitch. Hold on. <laughs> By the way, your father had an altercation with the Oriole bird. Oh yeah, there's an altercation. Hold on. By the way. By the way. Oh, there he is. <laughs> I'm at my parents' house, so here is the Oriole bird. His hat um, is on in a Repugway right now. But anyways, my I wanted to get the autograph from the Oriole bird, and I'm not kidding. I know this doesn't sound believable. He was, like, away from the game and had his hat off. His head was off, and he was smoking a cigarette. And my, and my dad's friend goes <gasps> up to the and my dad's friend was like, what the hell is the matter with you? Put the damn cigarette out. Put your head on and meet this kid. He, he, his father was, lived in kayfabe. 
Yeah, my father's friend. And uh, Your father's anyways, friend. No, he wanted the bird to be in kayfabe confirmed. Anyway, so I, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, pro wrestling. I got to tell you, uh, I can't talk about AEW this week because I did not watch it. I just started watching it. It looked great. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I didn't. I have nothing. I don't think I heard it. I, something did, did something major happen or no? I didn't. Well, I didn't. Really, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, so we can't talk about it. I don't know. Okay, so I'm gonna watch it. So no spoilers, actually. But you, uh, you, you took some notes on uh, Monday Night Raw. Is that right? I did. I feel like there's a there's um, a limited amount of things I'm intrigued by, and a lot of things I'm not intrigued by. And I made a list of things that I am currently intrigued by going on on the current product, and things that I'm not. I'm excited to hear it. Let's start out. Let's try to be positive. So let's start out with the things you are intrigued by. Okay. I think it's, it's very easy for me to say the number one thing that I'm intrigued by. Number one is the Alexa Bliss fiend connection. So now, this is between, you're doing, this is between both shows what you're intrigued by. Yeah, both shows. Got it. Okay. Um, there is... Nothing more intriguing, I think, on the product right now. And I, people say, will say other things, but people, that, that was very Trump. I mean, people will say other things. Right. Certain people are intrigued by things, other things, certain things. Some things, it depends on the thing. Yeah. But uh, this is where I think they need to take this, okay? They need to have her turn full heel and make her a mask and have her be... You know, they need the female version of the fiend. And she becomes that. She's revealed as, you know, Sister Abigail. And she has a Alexa Bliss fiend alternate character that, you know, is like the accomplice to, to Bray and has a female version of the mask and the outfit. And that would be mage. I mean, that would give people a reason to tune in for two months every single week just to see how cool they could make the Alexa character. She's the perfect candidate for it. I mean, she, she's perfect because she's like and, angelic and beautiful and like could turn herself into like just repuggery, you know? Um, and do you think she has hits the same moves too? I think she hits the same moves and whatever, you know, she, you know, wrestles dirtier. You got to give her a mandible claw though. She has to have something that makes her unstoppable because she's so small in reality next to other superstars. She needs an equalizer where it's like, Oh my God, once she gets the mandible claw, it's over. Maybe it's a kick because in the nuts. They need to give her, well, the thing is she wrestles women. So that's oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a mandible claw is a good idea. Whatever. Who cares? That's the least of it. Let's get them there first. I, uh, I, I, I would like that a lot. I, I think that would be, I think a, a mage, repug mask would be awesome and and you know what's nice about it it hasn't been ruined so far no so there have been moments like it was bizarre that she wasn't on SummerSlam for example didn't make any sense it was very weird and while it was disappointing nothing bad happened at least it didn't mess it up it could still get done the right way yeah, they have a chance here to do something mage. And uh, I got to tell you, there is no, besides, uh, I don't even know. There, we could talk, we're going to talk about this in a second, how confused the, the women's division is right now as far as who's a heel and who's a face. I mean, you have no idea. Shayna Baszler, what is she? Is she a heel or is she a face? Nia Jax, 
heel, but you know, sometimes not like what it, there, there's, you have no idea who is a heel and who is a face having a ultimate heel with a real gimmick in the, in the women's division would be something they're definitely lacking right now. And it would be mage. That's a great point. Everything else could sort of line up accordingly when you have her as the monster heel over the whole division. Good thought. Yeah. Also, by the way, I mean, it's, it's, it's sock. So now a baby face just because she got beat up by Bailey? I, I, I guess. Oh, I'm going to say Bailey's a monster heel too, of course. Bailey's a definite heel, yes. But All they, right, so they could use like a real, like, you know, Bailey doesn't really have a gimmick. What's her gimmick? That she's not, not a nice person? She's not she's a great guy. No. Um, you know, so there's, I don't know who would face her. Um, okay. Uh, I am intrigued by the Hurt Business, obviously. Love the Hurt Business, uh, but, you know, we don't know if they're, if they're heels or if they are faces. I think they are, if I had to say, to describe them as a, as a stable, I would say they are lording over the WWE. They're just a unstoppable force. They're not heels. They're not faces. They're, maybe they're leaning towards heel, but they're there to be enforcers. And, and, well, this week, obviously, I had always assumed they were just heels. But now that they volunteered to take on Retribution, how can they be heels? Right. They I, think, heels. I think it's – maybe maybe that was a one-week thing. Maybe not. Maybe they do that for one more week. But I don't know. I just think – I think they're just trying to extend the Retribution thing until they figure it out. By the way, if they're going to be like uh, – whatever you said, lording over WWE and, and be this dominant faction. Can they beat up some new people, please? Yeah. They've been feuding with the same four people who aren't exactly the most mage people in the company. They, and they've been fight, fighting with them for months. What they need to do is um, they need to have, I mean, you and I both want to see MVP in the title, in the, uh, in, in the world title um, scenario right now. They should feud with Drew McIntyre. You know? By the way, it's a, that could make that so meaningful. Right. And then it should be Drew and MVP. That would be fun. Better than what they're doing now with Randy. Who cares? We're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, I would be interested. I think you could have either, you could have either Lashley or MVP against Drew, and it's more interesting because you have this entire faction. Right. Um, Rather than just one-offs with now with Keith Lee and you know one a, a different Keith Lee unfortunately not the Keith Lee of two months ago a new watered down Keith Lee um but yes no but we want to see MVP like in title contention world title that's what we need I, I would love that I, I the, the thing is for that to be done it has to be done with Bobby Lashley and you know being his heater and retro and um the hurt business protecting him I mean, obviously, he's not the most dangerous member of the Hurt Business. Well, you he know? could because he's, he's the most cunning. He has the most ring awareness. You know, who knows? Right, that's true. That's true. In kayfabe, he could be the most dangerous. Um, I'm intrigued by Retribution. Um, it's dangling by a thread, but at least there is now a logo. There's a couple of promos. And uh, my, you know, I, I threw this out to the group also on text last night. This is never going to happen, but the fact that they showed Ronda now back training in the ring, how cool would it be if it was Ronda? You know, if this whole thing was, was, was with, was Ronda was the lead person behind Retribution 
and because you know the whole the whole gimmick the whole reason why she left in kayfabe or not kayfabe or you know the in kayfabe i suppose um you know i'm constantly being worked um is is that um she was she felt like the people didn't appreciate her the wwe universe didn't appreciate who she was and what she did and as a result she's seeking retribution from the wwe universe and 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 we show her as the leader and uh you know, that's, that's what we see. I, I think that would be maybe the most mage thing I've heard proposed, obviously sh- short of CM Punk. It gets, that would be the best thing you could do. Yeah. And not that I'm the biggest Ronda fan, but anyway, how'd, they, how'd they show her? How'd we see her in the ring working out? Where'd they show her? On social media. She posted herself in the ring training with uh, JTG. Really? Yeah. So, there you go. I'm, um, I'm also I'm also intrigued that it's JTG. Why JTG? I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's training wrestlers right now. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. That's I me mean, neither. I mean, I didn't. I don't think he's not. He's not not with the company training. But that's interesting. Okay. I don't think it wasn't with the. I don't think it was like in a WWE ring. I don't know what it was. Right, right. She I was just working out. Yeah. Um. Uh. I am intrigued by Aleister Black. You know, I'm a big fan in general. So. Him, his little program with Kevin Owens, I don't think it's necessarily that amusing, but I like his like weird new pants and his look with the eye thing. And, you know, maybe there's something to be said there. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a move to make with Aleister Black that's meaningful, but I like Aleister Black and he's not doing his entrance anymore. They're clearly over that. Vince is probably over that. And, you know, who knows, but uh, I'm intrigued by Aleister Black. The repackage of Aleister Black. Yeah, you're a big fan of Aleister. Okay. I am intrigued by the repackaging of presumably Carmella. Um, she's, they've run a couple of promos now with her and, uh, there's not really much to say about it, but I'm excited when they repackage anybody. And I'm a big car. I am a big Carmella fan, believe it or not. And, uh, I'm intrigued by the fact that they're going to repackage her. Um, let me tell you what I'm, let me tell you what I'm not intrigued by. Otis and Mandy Rose. Okay. Not Um, interested in Otis and Mandy Rose. Um, are you? Are you interested in Otis giving up the um, briefcase? Um, did that happen? No, but it's it's being it's being threatened right now. Oh. He may lose the briefcase. I just I don't like uh, I don't I don't care. She's on it now. Raw. Like, I don't know. Like the him and the Miz. Like I don't know. It's it's. I, I'm with you in general. I, I don't like. I don't. I don't think the story. I don't think the story does anything for me. Um, I am not intrigued by Roman versus Jey Uso. No, not at all. I, I might argue with you on this one. I'm a little intrigued. It should be did a teeth versus end, did you, match. Did you watch? <laughs> great teeth in this match. Did you watch the end of SmackDown? Yeah. I liked. I liked the sort of. I like the thing they're doing with Jay Uso being like overly smiley cousin who's like, nah, Uso, you my guy, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, they hug, they have that hug, and then Roman gets dead serious and watches them walk away. I liked it. I, re- I actually liked it. Okay. I thought it, I find it confusing. I find myself thinking, wait, is Roman about to knock him out? Wait, wait. Like, they're making us wait to find out if Roman really is the bad guy. Now, will I be disappointed if he doesn't do it and it was all a ruse and he beats up Paul Heyman after a month? Then, yes, I'll be disappointed. 
Oh. But if it clash, but if it clash of champions, he finally, like they have a respectful match. They have a respectful wrestling match. They shake hands before. It's not some sort of like real disgusting fight. It's just a it's a wrestling match. Roman spears him. He wins. Afterwards, Jay Uso goes to hug him. Roman daps him up and hugs him again. And on the way out of the ring, Roman destroys him and beats him after the match all over the Thunderdome with Paul Heyman there cheering him on. I think that would be major. I think it would be major. I think they've done the right work to set up for that to be meaningful. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now, here, here's, my, here's what I'll add on to that. If they are using this feud, which I hope that they are, to put him over as a monster heel, then I'm okay with the whole thing. But Paul Heyman needs to be a little bit more talky. He needs to say more and Roman say less. Like, I need to see Paul's impact on the relationship more. Than I, I agree. I want to see that. I want to see that too. Um, otherwise, it's not full heel. That's why we want it, because we want Roman to fully embrace what this moment is. That's right. I do, I do not want my Survivor Series. And by the way, we're going to blink and it's going to be Survivor Series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't want it to be at Survivor Series and Roman is just being Roman again. I, that, I want, that would be a disaster. If he, if this does not go through Mania, I will be very disappointed. It will. I want this version of Roman for the next six months. I love it. I look forward to Roman segments now. How about that? I, he he Roman looks amazing. He's in he great looks, shape. He looks great. And with the character the way it is, him ending SmackDown feels right. He feels like the biggest star on SmackDown. Yes, they, they have succeeded in doing that. And again, um, I, I have n- I don't want to say I'm not intrigued. That's a mistake. I, I kind of I'll switch my, my stance on that. But I will say that if they are planning on on reversing this, it's it's a, it's going to I'm going to go crazy. They Me too. We need Paul. We need Paul Heyman's impact more than we've seen so far. We clearly they don't want like Paul to overshadow him. That's what's going on here creatively. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Anyway, um, I am not intrigued by Drew Randy Keith. Who cares? Enough is enough. Who cares about this already? How many more promos and backstage fighting could there be? It's not, Once, real, there's nothing going on. So like, we, I wasn't that into Drew and Randy. And then when Randy moved on to Keith, I actually was like, oh, this could work as a story, Randy and Keith. This could get Keith over, having a meaningful story with Randy Orton. And then they dragged Drew back into it. So it's the three of them, which is like, why are Drew, Randy, and Keith a thing? It's so random. As far as an A storyline, the three of them don't match up. Like, it, it doesn't – that title picture to me is, is a bore of epic proportions. I'm, I'm bored to tears. I, I fast-forwarded through the Drew – the Drew McIntyre uh, promo at the beginning of Raw. I mean, how many times? What is he saying? He's not saying anything. Yeah, you, you, he's getting up there and saying threatening things to Randy Orton and Keith Lee. Who cares? What is it? Give me one it, thing. By the way, why didn't they just have Randy take the title off Drew a month ago and then Keith shows up and challenges Randy Orton for the title? I think <laughs> that, that would have been more interesting. 100%. As simple as that. 
I don't having Drew have having Drew as the title holder is I got to be bringing ratings down at this point. Who cares about about him as the as the he's a, he's got a great look, but he has no gimmick. There's no pizzazz. Do you see pizzazz? I don't see. No, pizzazz. I I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to go away. You're not going to you you are going to be a little surprised with, but I'm going to go away from my personal bias and say that I think the most major thing they could have done with that title does is with the Hurt Business, but not with MVP. It's with Bobby Lashley and, and MVP talking for Bobby Lashley. That would and, – and, and the Hurt Business collecting the titles on that show. That, to me, is so much more interesting than where we are. And I just think – I think Bobby Lashley beating McIntyre with MVP's help is a little more credible right now. Um, and I think to me, it makes the title part of a relevant storyline. It's like now with it on Drew, it's like the title's almost removed from the relevant parts of the show. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Because what the, <laughs> that's a very good way of putting it. It just feels like, like the title should be the most meaningful part of the show. And with him having the title, even though we don't, I don't dislike Drew McIntyre as a wrestler. It just doesn't make it. He he's doesn't make the title. He doesn't lift the title up in any way. He needs to be in a really interesting, conflicting story for it to matter. And he's just not. They haven't. They haven't given him a story since he or has not gimmick. had the he has opportunity. No gimmick. None. Yeah, he doesn't really have very much. His only gimmick right now is that he's a great guy. That's basically it. They're going completely classic babyface with Drew McIntyre. That's all you're getting. And he's giant. I've never been into the giant classic baby face. Like, okay, you give me a really great guy who's also 5'10 and has to overcome. All right, now there's something there. But he's just a great guy who's six foot eight or whatever Drew is. It, I don't, it doesn't, it's not enough. And, and by the way, he looks great. He's not a bad wrestler. I don't even think he's a bad talker. I just don't think he has anything interesting to say. There's nothing interesting going on. I, I know you, you, you would, you know, you're right. It's just not working with him being a, a tall gray guy. I can't believe it was the first time we discovered that Drew McIntyre's storyline is that he's a gray guy. Yeah. That's really all he's got. That's what the story around, like his, his WrestleMania shirt could say Drew McIntyre on the front, on the back, a gray guy. <laughs> Really, really, really good. And by the way, we got to talk about this. Oh, wait. Are you done with your list? No. I got one more left. What is it? Dominic and Seth. That's perfect. That's where I wanted to go last. So are you, you're not intrigued anymore. Hold on. I only feel appropriate talking about this storyline yeah. if I go ahead. on my Fendi, uh, uh, you know, pants and my Gucci tie and my uh, I have a, that's perfect. John I have a Givenchy a, a headband. Uh, I was gonna put on. I have a six thousand dollars Givenchy trench coat. I was gonna put on. Oh, that, by the way, that you would fit right in with the uh, Mysterios. Yeah, <laughs> and it just this this just in right now announced for Clash of Champions. This is so big. They're doing a a Gucci trench on a pole match. <laughs> I cannot wait to see who wins. What, the biggest story, the biggest story coming out of this now at this point, the highlight is to see what designer outfits the Mysterios can wear each week. 
what is going on with the in the closet of the Mysterio household? It's it's like a treasure trove of uh, of designer clothing. The daughter I, I this week was wearing a logo Givenchy T-shirt. Boom! Yeah, how, big how, logo. How, how, how much is a Givenchy T-shirt? Is it three hundred bucks? No, I would say it's probably in this five to seven hundred range for a T-shirt with a logo. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, You're wrong. I, I wish I, – I don't know Ray very well at all. I've only interviewed him, I think, once. I, I, I would love to pull him aside at Clash of Champions and go, I got to tell you, I feel terrible for you. How are you affording this? You're going to have to wrestle to your 60. I mean, to keep up the Gucci and the Fendi and the Louis and Givenchy. I don't know where else they could go. Prada, it's crazy. It's I mean, I, it's like uh, it's looking. It's like uh, watching Paris Fashion Week every every time the segment comes on. <laughs> so they did a cage match this week. What? How did the cage match end? Seth pinned him, um, and then Seth attacked Buddy Murphy. But you know, I, the, the thing is, look. Wait, why did Seth attack Buddy Murphy? Because that's that's what's going on with him. He's yeah. that, he's that enough. Yeah, he's a, enough is enough. It's time for a change. So, uh, so Murphy, so Murphy's going to be a good guy now, presumably. There, there, no. I mean, he's still the Messiah has turned on the disciple in some way, but um, I don't think they're fully committing to Buddy Murphy being a great guy. Quite, they yet. shouldn't. I, I hope not. Um, but Murphy does not seem like a great guy. No, he does not look like a great guy. I mean, he, by the way, he looks great. I love his look. I love it. He's but got a great he is look. Not, he is a heel. I, I, I could see him. I'd have to re, you'd have to reinvent everything about him for me to see him as a, a great guy. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, even the accent makes him not seem like a great guy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, anyway, Dominic Mysterio, look, he is a fine wrestler. And uh, I don't have anything bad to say about him. But if they all of a sudden start treating him like a regular roster member and like he's just in, he's going to be in a new storyline with another. And like, it's, I, 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 I'm not believing it. He needs to bulk up. He looks like a twerp. He does look like a twerp. He does. He looks I like Mia Jason there. He's a taller, he's a taller Dipperstein. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, um, he, he I, need, he, you know, you know what they need to do? He would be mage and he would be relevant if he showed up on NXT next week. He should be on NXT right now. That's a great idea. I'll tell you the, the only other great idea to do with him, which we may have mentioned before is to, you know, buddy Murphy, whatever happens with him. But if they turn Dominic heel to join the Messiah, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be. But it's too late. It's too late. That's not where they're going with it. That would be Mage. And, um, and you mean, then. You mean tur- turning on his father? Yeah, turns on his father. And then the father and the son do, you know, do, a, do their thing. <laughs> that would be my door. I know, I know. And then, you know, as a gift to the Messiah, uh, he buys, you know, Seth Rollins, like Louis Vuitton leg warmers. Oh. Or he says to Seth, I know you've been wearing that Zara jacket for so many weeks in a row. Let me take you to Rodeo Drive, where my family and I frequent and shop on a weekly basis. And we'll go into the Christian Dior store, and I'll buy you a new jacket 
with the big D logo on it. And you'll look great. <laughs> Maybe the storyline will be the Messiah turns Dominic and says, I, and he says, I pledge my allegiance to you, Messiah. What do you want me to do? And Monday Night Messiah tells Dominic, the only thing you can do for me is to go to your family and one by one steal every designer garment they own. I want every one. So he goes after the sister, he goes after the mother, he goes after the father, and he fills a trunk with Dior, Givenchy, Gucci, Louis, Prada, Major. That's a story. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, it could go with the song that I heard this week by uh, Griselda. There's a new uh, woman who has an album out with Griselda um, named Armani Caesar, and she has a song called Gucci Casket. They could do a Gucci Casket match. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Is that a major or what? That's a major idea. A Gucci Casket match would be, would be lit. Yeah, thank you. That would, wait, hold on. That would hit different. <laughs> yeah, dip, uh, dip the other day asked, Every once in a while, he'll be like, what's the new slang? <laughs> and the other day, we had, we had a conversation about the new slang. <laughs> and that was him attempting to use hits different. Yeah, I thought I used hits different correctly there. No? <sighs> no, I don't know if you'd say it that way. If you'd say you'd have to be like, um, you know, once we get Seth Rollins, if, we, if Seth Rollins gets out of the Zara jacket, and gets into like you know a Christian Dior jacket. When when you see Seth Rollins in that Dior jacket, it, it hits different. <laughs> that's that. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. What was the other one we said? Oh, slapping. Oh yeah, yeah, slapping. Yeah. Wow. That that Alexa Bliss storyline with the fiend is slapping. How was that? There you, no, you'd, 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 it would be more like you should have used it earlier when we were talking about catering. You should have been like, yo, the, I'll tell you one thing, the, the cakes and catering are slapping. Oh, so really yeah. food is more slapping than, than articles, of, articles of clothing or, or anything. Yeah, food, I think food and music are what's most likely to slap. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. That's, you know, but, but, any, but almost anything can hit different. Oh, not many things can hit different. Oh, Things yeah. are hitting yeah. different up a store. Nothing is hitting the same these days. Everything. No, if, 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 if anything ever hits the same, you're it's out of your mind. You can't even believe it. Yeah, you can't even walk out the door if something's not hitting the same. If something's hitting the same. <laughs> um, um, well, listen, uh, that's we, we really covered I, Raw and SmackDown. We didn't touch Raw Underground though, and I'll just say uh, we don't have to talk about Braun or Bo- Boba Braun, or whatever the hell his name is. Boba Braun Boba. showed up in Raw and Raw Underground. Here's what I'll say. They clearly took everything off the shelves. There's nothing left on the shelf. I don't know where everything right. is. Back to the storage facility. But uh, now the commentators are doing the commentating on Raw Underground. Call oh, they it. are? Yeah. And Shane is now just like there and like pushing people aside. And then they got rid of the smoke and the, the atmosphere. So now it's just like, a, like a, they're like wrestling in a schlock house in different outfits. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. I don't want the commentary on it. I know. That's what made it, that's what made it hit different. Oh, great use of hit different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We just wanted to give you a little bonus. So everyone have a, have some, 
apples and honey. If you've never tried Holland honey dip, are you doing another dinner tonight or no, you done? I'm doing the dinner tonight. Tonight's the oh, dinner. Tonight's the dinner. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you get uh did you get a rapid test? I did. I'm I'm negative, of course I did, yes. And you. um you know, when when you eat chicken marabella in your childhood home, it just hits different. Oh. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys next week. SGG will be back. And uh that's all. Stay mage. Yeah, take it easy. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left, the majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're going to sleep in the car now. Happy Geico-ween. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents.